Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one -on -one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today. We can become great at doing the, the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that pique his interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Monday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us, yes, on our Monday marketing episode. I I know, it's been too long, he's been busy, but hey, he, he's able to take a step back, join us, yes, the one, the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Goizetta, <laughs> welcome back here to The Brian Nichols Show, my friend. Mr. Brian, you're back again. <laughs> Missed you so much, buddy. How have you been? What's been new in the world of Chris Goizetta? I miss you too, man. Missed, and, and all the listeners miss, miss y'all. But, um, you know, the number one lesson I always give is in marketing is consistency is the key. And I have sucked at consistency. Uh, it's, it's been a really busy fall. I, I've, so a normal, on a normal semester, I teach three classes. Uh, this semester I'm teaching six because we, we have a year's <laughs> worth. What is it? Uh, it? <laughs> we have a, we have a year's worth of lost income to make up. And I, you know, we've dipped deep into our savings for after I've got laid off. So just working hard with that. And I've even been inconsistent with my own podcast, but, um, you know, just trying to, just trying to keep my head above water, raising the a little baby and teaching all these classes, managing artists, trying to, trying to help Brian in the show out. And I, things might change again. Uh, can't, can't announce anything yet, but Brian, Brian knows, but there's a potential new, Exciting new gig. Stuff. Yes, yeah, good stuff. Gig and run I'm getting sucked in by the industry. Keep getting sucked Is that in. a bad thing? I mean, hey, let's be real, because that means that you're you're good at what you do and people are demanding you come back. They're like, Chris, <laughs> we, we we need you. Um, and I get it though, because I see what you you bring to the table here at the program. I see what you've already brought to the liberty movement in the past, what, six to six months to a year? How long have you been even like doing a lot of this stuff? Like you haven't really been involved a lot, really. In involved, I think I'm about to reach my so this so every third Tuesday uh, we do our um, 
monthly local LP meetings. And I am about to hit my first year uh, this this month. Wow. So one one year being really involved. But I, I interviewed Shane Hazel for my podcast last year, April. That's when I started getting really into it and started studying. And, and I think that's when you were around the, on my program, too. And then that's kind of mm-hmm. what sparked this entire new venture we have here um, yeah. on the program. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's funny how things happen. But like definitely as we've talked, you know, off air and we've also talked there with Jeremy in the Patreon episode, mm-hmm. um, you know, things happen for a reason. People yeah. leave your life for a reason, but people enter into your life. Uh, for moments uh, and we don't know the reasons at the times but then you look and you're like oh wow look what we've built as you look back uh, now between you and I over six months later uh, so it's really cool to see what we're doing um, and with that what you've also helped bring to the program and let's be real I started out here back when we first did our interview one-on-one and you and I we did a video conversation but you mm-hmm. said so wait is this just video or is this audio Brian and I said <laughs> oh yeah it's just audio and you said why yeah. <laughs> and I said, what are we're you doing why? video right now why not record the video <laughs> and that's what you said and i kind of thought well because i'm not really good on video and i didn't really think it was a needed medium but then you you kind of you, you hit me you know right between the eyes with the truth and the truth is well you're already doing it so just post it so yeah. what do we do we we made the youtube now granted you, you said you've been bad with consistency we've been playing back uh, catch up there over in the YouTube channel. So trying to get some of the older episodes and I say older, you know, we've been doing five, uh, five, no, I'm sorry, seven episodes per week. That's right. It's seven episodes per week. I'm, I'm, like, Brian, I'm about to get really busy in the fall. He's like, okay, we're going to bump the podcast up to seven days a week. I'm like, <laughs> yep. I got you, man. I got you. Uh, yeah, my bad. Uh, but, but, but like now all of a sudden it's like, well, we're starting to play catch up. And I'm seeing, though, like we look at the YouTube channel and you'll see, you know, we're ballpark 200 or so subscribers. And, and granted, we, we're not a really video centric show. We're going to, fingers crossed, have some more of that evolve as we the show itself evolves. But at the same point in time, I'm seeing just more audience. Jeremy just did his brand new uh, show. We just had an air here on Saturday, the podcast version. But over on Facebook Live, we had Sell Liberty. It's a brand new show here on The Brian Nichols Show. And uh, we had over 2,000 viewers. I think uh, last we looked, it was That's ballpark awesome. like 2,500 or yeah, 2,500 viewers or so for that live stream for the first ever episode of Sell Liberty. And that was all just through Facebook, organic reach on Facebook. Now, granted, they haven't been throttled like the Brian Nichols Show page on Facebook has. So don't tell them that Sell Liberty is attached to us yet because they'll get <laughs> nuked. Uh, so, but no, that that's exciting to see that video does have, it has reach. So Today, we want to dig more into a specific platform that you've been having a lot of fun with. You've been talking a lot about this, not only with uh, your your clientele that you work with on a day-to-day basis, but your students that you're talking with in the gaming world. It is Twitch, Chris. Dig into what is Twitch and why is Twitch important, especially with video being one of the most, I would say, sought-after mediums to learn how to effectively utilize. So... I, I am not a Twitch expert, right? I'm, I'm a marketing guy, but I'm learning Twitch and I'm really, really fascinated by um, by the opportunities that Twitch presents, right? So Twitch, of course, think of it as a gaming platform, right? So live streaming, you're watching other people play video games, but that's not all it is. There's so much more depth to this platform. It's it's amazing. So just a couple of, a couple of stats for starters. So in the 80s, right, so for our gamers out there, in the 80s, gaming was a tiny sliver of the entertainment industry, right? It was heavily dominated by by TV, film, and then music. And fast forward, in the last 10, 15 years, not only did gaming overtake music, 
not only did it overtake movies and TV shows, it is actually now making more money than all of those combined. The winner of the Fortnite World Cup in 2019 was a 16-year-old that made over $2 million from winning that one tournament, which is more money than the winner of Wimbledon that year, which is Novak Djokovic, and more winner of the winner of the Masters that year, which was Tiger Woods. A 16-year-old made more money than both of them in one single tournament. So the gaming industry is gigantic. When it comes to Twitch, there's over 15 million unique users every single day, mostly ages 18 to 34 and male. So for our Liberty Sausage Fest <laughs> uh, is a perfect platform for, for people, right? And it's not just video gamers that are on there, but it's musicians, it's podcasters, it's graphic artists, it's makeup artists, it's food bloggers, uh, drink streamers, uh, all different types of streamers that are on, on Twitch these days. And it's the best monetization platform for the average person because on on youtube to to monetize your youtube channel you need at least a thousand subscribers four thousand annual watch hours and uh, you can't especially as liberty people right you can't violate any of youtube's community guidelines now that's another new rule they have so you just say what well, i don't want to say it but Say the, the V word and it sucks, right? I can't say it because I'm going to get... It rhymes with tax, which also is theft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, say, say that sucks, right? And all of a sudden now you have a community guideline strike against you on YouTube. So that's why I even want to say the word because we're going to put in the video on, on YouTube and I want to get a community guideline strike against this. But uh, tw Twitch, you can monetize right now. Like from your first stream, you can monetize. And not necessarily on Twitch, and we'll, I guess we'll dig into this, but um, the way you monetize on Twitch, and before I pass the ball back to you, Ryan, um, there's a few different levels of streamers, and Twitch is strictly live streaming, so if you're going to live stream your show, you should live stream it on Twitch. What's there to lose, right? If you're using right. a platform like StreamYard, and you're streaming to YouTube or Facebook, why not add Twitch on, on top of it? The, the great thing about StreamYard or whatever platform you use, the, the chat feature, it filters in the chats from all those platforms, right? Um, Shane Hazel does a great job with that. He streams everywhere, and when, when he highlights the, sh the chats or the comments, it, sometimes it's a YouTube comment, sometimes it's a, a Twitter comment, right? He should probably do Twitch also. But um, for Twitch, there's three levels. There's the basic level, anyone that's starting out. There's the affiliate level. So to be an affiliate, you have to stream eight hours a month. Uh, so you know, two episodes a, a week that are an hour each, boom, easy, right? Easy check. Um, you have to do stream seven days a month. So again, you do a you know, Brian Nichols shows five, seven days a week, right? I mean, that's easily checked, right? They're not all live, but anyways, seven days a week, you need to stream. Then you need to have an average of three viewers per stream and then 50 followers. That's it. 50 followers. That's much less daunting than hundreds of thousands of followers or even a thousand to meet the minimum, right? Uh, on YouTube. And then the next level, the last one is the partner level. And to be a partner, you have to have at least 25 hours of, of stream time per month, 12 days of streaming, and then 75 average viewers per stream. Um, and, and again, that's, that is to get into the Twitch monetization, right? To get percentage from their ad dollars, to get, uh, to now have, be able to have paid subscribers on Twitch, but there's, there's other ways to, to monetize on, on Twitch right now, right from your first stream. Now going back, cause I know that like I saw you probably raise an eyebrow and I did this on purpose. You were talking about the importance of, of these different mediums and looking at like how far, for example, the gaming industry, when I, I'm a big fan 
of uh, of there, there's these uh, gaming uh, sites uh, over in Australia. They have mm-hmm. like a little network of uh, not sites of a little network of uh, YouTubers, mm-hmm. and uh, they do a lot of fun little Fortnite videos, and it's just okay. fun to to watch. But I look at the videos. Look at this. This is nuts, right? So for YouTube, you can see this. Like just on average, your average Fortnite video is ballpark a million views. <sighs> just just watching like all these, you know, all these are are people just watching all these different videos. But at the end of the day, why? Because it's a growing industry. It's it's turned into the new sport, Chris. And yeah. I mean, we were oh, talking yeah. beforehand. My 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 college is a D three college, and all of a sudden I'm looking. It's like they have an esports team. Mm-hmm. What? An esports there's, team? There's like, esports programs, like degrees. Like you can degree in esports. Like it's not just one class. Like it's an entire degree. I played League of Legends and I thought I was a nerd, and and now it's like, <laughs> oh, I can I can excel in it and like be a leading an an athlete. Yeah, an athlete. What? Yeah. Dude, and some of these. Uh, like life or esports athletes. I mean, they're literally athletes. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I watched some some videos of them. They're training. I mean, they're doing like high intensity interval training. They're doing some strength training just to keep their bodies in shape while they're like under this high stress situation. They're doing a lot of reflex training and a lot of plyometrics. I was like, whoa! Like they're they're actually athletes, <laughs> not not just you know like I guess mental athletes or gaming athletes. Like the conditioning wild, that they though. go through, it's insane. That's wild though. Well, all right. We we I didn't mean to go back and just like talk about randomness because I just wanted to go back and show, yeah, that there are also different areas that people are paying more attention. And that also speaks to the volume of or not volume, but rather the importance of the volume of work that people like Eric July, for example, are doing in mm-hmm. terms of reaching out to those communities. Yeah. Um and, and honestly, the work that you do, especially reaching the artist communities. So uh you know, that is also why we want to what? meet people where they're at mm-hmm. focus on making sure we're entering into the conversations where our audience already is because we know our audience and where they're going to be so let's go into twitch you, you started talking about the monetization and such but let's kind of reverse and start at the, the beginning you're starting off a twitch channel chris so who number one should be looking to be starting a twitch channel i know you, you said if you're already streaming you know go for that but are there any particular people beyond just gamers and musicians and such that should be looking at doing something on twitch and I'll say podcasters, any, anybody that has a Liberty podcast that, especially if they're live streaming it, right? So I, I mentioned Shane Hazel, Josh Smith, right there. They live stream their shows. Dave Smith, uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if Dave Smith pre-records and then uh, instant premieres it, but uh, whoever does live streaming or has the ability to live stream, right? So if you pre-record your podcast and immediately post it, why not just do it live? And you know, especially if it's, so, so one, one disclaimer, if you're doing at least an hour plus show, then, then definitely use Twitch. If it's a shorter show, it's, not ideal for Twitch, right? Twitch streams tend to be an hour to three hours sometimes. They tend to be a little longer. But anyone that does a podcast, if you have the ability to just do it live, I mean, first of all, it takes away a lot of editing work, right? If you just do it live, then it's just there. Um, and if you have a, I mean, if you're doing a podcast, I would assume you you feel confident in your personality, right? So you have a good personality. So anybody with an interesting personality should be doing it as well. And then the big key there is engagement. So it's all about community on Twitch. Uh, so when you have your chat right there, you engage with the people in the chat when they're, and you don't have to type, I'm, I'm virtually typing here, but um, you, you engage with the people in the chat and there's a lot of cool features on plugins for Twitch. So one that I love is a, a platform called Stream Elements. And with Stream Elements, so let's say we're using StreamYard, which uh, Brian and, and I are using. If you're using StreamYard, right, as people are leaving comments in the Twitch chat, it'll pop up on StreamYard. And now if you have a plugin like Stream Elements, whenever someone leaves a tip, and we'll, we can get into the little monetization things as well, but whenever someone leaves a tip through PayPal, um, 
then you get a notification in your chat. This person just tipped, right? Um, so a lot of people use YouTube and do the super chats, right? So instead of doing the super chat on YouTube, why not do it also on StreamYard? And if you leave a tip and you have these the stream elements, whatever plugin on your or chatbot plugged in, then you'll get a notification in your chat that this person just tipped and had a question. So you put their question to the top, right? And the cool thing too is, and with the whole super chats on on YouTube, and I think currently it's mostly dollars right now. Um, so that's the currency, and tipping in full dollar amounts is is sometimes like hesitant. Like people have hesitancy on that, right? Tipping a dollar, a five dollars, ten dollars, right? Because it usually feels like it's one five and ten dollar increments, and then it's like jumps to twenty dollars, right? But the cool thing with with Twitch, you can get some kind of cryptocurrency. I mean, maybe it's not Bitcoin or Ethereum because. People aren't used to not yet giving fractional um, you know, satoshis yet, but you maybe choose Dogecoin or or Batcoin, right? If you're someone that's super into the decentralized world and using Brave as your browser, and uh, you're you're using I don't know whatever other products come come along with Brave, um, Batcoin is the currency that Brave uses, right? So the more you search on Brave, the more you use Brave, like the more Batcoins you earn. So maybe use that as your coin, a Batcoin 70 cents, right? So it's not a lot. So maybe someone will donate a Batcoin. But the thing is, and you're thinking like, oh, it's just 70 cents, right? But if that encourages more people to tip and maybe someone gives two Batcoins or three Batcoins, right? That just encourages people a lot more to tip versus full dollar amounts because you're just getting Batcoins which are not worth a full dollar, but you might get more of them and it might encourage more people to tip. So definitely utilize cryptocurrency within your, your Twitch strategy to be able to monetize that. Chris, this is this is why like the the fact that the, the sales and marketing worlds haven't come together with the Bitcoin world and the Liberty world yet just is astounding to me because mm. I, I know you listen to a lot of the same podcasts I listen to, especially in the marketing space. Uh, and Joe Polizzi is, is talking about NFTs mm. all the time. Mm. Oh, and yeah. if you were to apply the Bitcoin to an NFT in the way that they're seeing it being used in the private sector, it's the exact same thing. You're, you're having private little uh, communities essentially creating credits um, that, that mm -hmm. you can use your little NFTs in your little community yeah. and it becomes a medium of exchange essentially. Mm -hmm. And it, we're seeing this or you're having sub economies in communities. And I think going back to the main things you mentioned before, the idea and the fact that Twitch itself is nothing more than a, an engagement tool for you to talk to your community, but mm -hmm. also for them to give you a chance to talk back and mm -hmm. then they can, give you money in return for yeah. engaging with them and giving them value in real time. And I think right there's a secret sauce because you're, you're talking about how Bitcoin, uh, what, what was the other coin? Uh, Batcoin. Batcoin. I almost said bug coin. Uh, Batcoin. <laughs> like the fact that you can now have a means to have name, whatever your currency that you use is as a means to tip or, or pay your, your Twitch um, user that you you support, I mean, right there, that's that that's almost becoming a little commerce hub, is it yeah. not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and yeah, there's so many different coins you could use too. Like I mentioned you could use Dogecoin, which is 20 cents right now. Or if you want, if you want to appease me, there's there's I'm paying attention to the Shiba Inu coin right now, and on my podcast, God bless I made, you. <laughs> my on my podcast, I made a joke that it's basically worth a stream on Spotify, which is worthless, right? <laughs> worth point zero 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 two cents <laughs> per Shiba Inu coin. So it's like getting a stream on Spotify. So, but a cool thing is now you give someone five hundred Shiba Inu coins or a thousand of them, and it sounds like a ton of money, but it's really not. Like it's just 
couple bucks. All right. So um, if you want to tip me, you can tip me in cheap, but you know, but anyways, there's so many cool coins. Well, that, that's one, and it's not financial advice, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's it's Ethereum's uh, competition to to Dogecoin, but um, they, they might build their own blockchain as well and have Shiba Inu live on a separate blockchain, not on Ethereum. But we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But a lot of, a lot of us talk about that. But again, do your own research. Uh, don't just buy Shiba Inu because I thought because it has a cool name and I, <laughs> and I have, I don't know, five million coins of it. <laughs> so when we're looking at the future, we've seen where Twitch has started to where it is today. Where's it going? Because this is where I think a lot of people get stuck, Chris. They they mm. see, okay, here's the future. It's coming. I see this really cool tool that I can take advantage of to help me in my pursuit of my goals in the future. But then all of a sudden, everybody uses that tool. It becomes white noise. And, mm. and I think it, it loses its effectiveness. Is that something that we're going to see happen here with Twitch? Or do you think it's going to be in here for the long haul? It's an interesting question. I, I'd i like to say it's in there for the long haul, mainly because of the gamer element to it, right? Because there's so many gamers on, on Twitch. But but most of these gamers are, I mean, I'm not saying most, but a lot of gamers have similar interests and similar values as a lot of people in, in the Liberty Movement. I, mean, I, might, I might not be completely right on that, but I, I feel like I do based, based on... Um, Based on my students and what I what I'm seeing, right? They have some of the same values, some of the similar ways of thinking about things. And right now, for the other worlds on Twitch, like podcasters and musicians, and um, you know, if you want to start a cooking show on on, on Twitch, maybe you could, you, maybe you could do a, a liberty cooking show. I don't know, like implement politics in your cooking show, like figure out a creative way to, to make yourself unique and stand out. But right, but the podcast world, I got typed in some libertarian podcasts and on Twitch, and there's a few, not very many. Uh, Eric July is definitely one of them. Um, there's some I haven't heard of yet, but it, there's a lot of opportunity. It's, it's a wide open market right now. And and people that are on Twitch, they're super passionate about Twitch, right? And and Twitch, Twitch has its own currency as well, which is called bits. And same kind of concept, right? You can buy tons of bits for, for a dollar and just tip people in bits, right? You can give them 10 bits, 50 bits. Um, and that, that's again, that whole crypto, you know, smaller cryptocurrency um, model or concept, but those bits added up uh, at, you know, makes, makes, a really good amount for creators but yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity for for podcasters um so if you're confident enough to do it live and have a live audience and you know like it gives people access right so if you're just recently jeremy uh todd did uh an interview with spike cohen if you can now give people access like worldwide to ask spike cohen a question um you know if he's a guest on your show take take audience questions from from twitch streamers um and the other cool thing about twitch so again community is the key right so you have to be very community minded um when you, which is hard for libertarians sometimes but you have to be very community minded when it comes to that platform because uh one cool feature on there is what's called raids so you can raid another channel so what that means is so you know find all the other libertarian channels uh or other channels that you just think are cool and that you support and let's say you do your show Tuesday and Thursdays, eight to, to nine, right? And you know, or you do it eight to 10, whatever. And you know that there's another uh, creator that does theirs from nine to 11, right? So you have a little bit of an overlap. So when your stream is done, let's say you have 20 people watching your stream, right? You can hit a button and all 20 of your viewers and you immediately get shot to the other person's channel. So if that channel person has 20 viewers, now they just double their amount of viewers on their, on their, um, 
on their live stream because you just raid their channel um, and others can do that to you. They can raid your channel, right? So it's really important to also collaborate and engage with some of the other creators on Twitch. But I think that's such a cool feature to really you know, build each other up. And I feel like that's something that people in, in the Liberty Movement do a lot. Like they're very, I see, and that's one of the things I love about this movement. You know, it's a lot of people are just very supportive of one another. Um, it's that whole charity thing, right? When 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 people say, you know, how how are you going to help the the elderly when we get rid of social security, for example, and it's like it's charity, right? And and the people that believe that would never work, I just believe that they're just not charitable charitable people, and that's why they believe that would never work because I've seen it work. I mean, we've we've talked about this. I mean, and and I need to be way more involved with the Mises Caucus, but the, the Mises Caucus raised the money for my citizenship, right? So I can apply for for citizenship, and they. I see people or groups within the Liberty Movement raise money for all kinds of causes and individuals all the time. So I think this is such a perfect platform for people in, in that movement because they're already supporting each other constantly. And I think that's a great place to, to continue that uh, that spirit. All right. Now, here's the, the scary question that everybody's afraid to ask Ooh. because we're afraid <laughs> it's going to happen to us here. We don't want to get banned, right? How How is Twitch in terms of supporting free speech, because that's obviously right now when you're talking about big tech, right, Chris, mm -hmm. that is top of mind. Number one for everyone. What's going to happen if the ban hammer comes down is Twitch more open to maybe speech that is not as I would what parroted from the corporate media or are they, are they going to be you know more in the line with like the YouTubes and Facebooks of the world? So what I'm seeing right now, they, they are, very open of it's very free speech and it's kind of hard to control right? because it's all live. I mean, you're live streaming. So it maybe the recording will get taken down. Right. So like what's, what's happening in the music world. So if you're, there's a lot of DJs on Twitch and when you are, are DJing, like you're DJing a cover for say, example, like another person's song and live, that's okay. But once the live stream is over, then that recording just can't stay on Twitch because you're using copyrighted material, right? So they have uh, the AI ready to recognize right away. Okay. They use the copywritten song. We need to take that down the second the live stream is over. So you can't keep your video on Twitch. Um, I haven't seen that yet in, with speech. And to, to, to be honest, in the, the gaming world, I mean, you know, so part of this, so reason I started really getting into Twitch is because I teach a, a gaming class this, this semester at, at UCF. And what, one of the things that is a major issue still in the gaming industry, right? So as all sectors in entertainment, they have certain bad habits that come along with the entertainment world. And the gaming industry, but it blowing up so drastically in the last 15, 20 years, um, you know, going from a, I don't know, like a maybe a billion, a couple billion dollar industry to now surpassing like all of entertainment combined. Um, it, it's, has a lot of bad habits. I mean, there's there's a lot of horror stories that that, that are around the the gaming world with you know abuse and uh, sexual abuse and um, people being overworked, right? So there's a lot of issues that came along with. So I guess where I'm going with this, this long winded tangent is ga gamers right now are still still pretty uh, crass, right? <laughs> they, they are not. I mean, they're great and good people, but they they just are very blunt, right? And if they're, they're going to call you an idiot or other names or words constantly so i think they're a little bit more open to, <laughs> to criticism i don't know you, you're being so modest no gamers <laughs> are some of the most toxic people yeah. on the planet I, so back in my 300 trying to play nice <laughs> back in my 385 pound days um i was a gamer like i used mm. to play a lot um like i you know halo 2 online whoo mm. man you, you 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 have not heard 
um, you know, just more vile things than you've heard in a, in a Halo 2 uh, yeah. chat lobby. Like, oh, my God. Or and that, see, <laughs> I lived in the middle of nowhere and I could only play when I had high speed Internet, which would be at my grandma's house. So I would bring my Xbox to my grandma's house to play Halo. And I, I was mortified because I have the TV <laughs> on, obviously, for volume and my grandma being able to hear all the the you know the wonderful things that were being said in the in the group chat and it's it's yeah. funny because you fast forward to here we are you know you got a bunch of Fortnite kids myself included cranking 90s <laughs> I, I will say it is one of the easiest games and I, I don't care if i get hate for this like coming home at the end of the day if i need 15 minutes to play a video game i don't have to take time to get invested in i don't have to like be emotionally attached to it i can either play madden or Fortnite. And you know what? It, it, it's a nice way to just like turn off and be done. Uh, so anyways, it, I see why there's a lot of, uh, you know, a moving sentiment, even beyond just the traditional people who would play video games. And I think it's also because, Chris, let's be real. Oh, I don't know about you. My back's starting to hurt because us old, uh, old funny daddies. We're getting older. <laughs> yeah. But we, we grew up playing video games. Mm -hmm. And now I think you're seeing more of that embrace of the older generations playing video games. And yeah. that's yeah. kind of interesting because as we continue to play video games and as we continue to do things that were, you know, kind of like new for us, but they will become pastimes almost. God, that feels weird to even think about, <laughs> you know, oh, by the way, complete side note, <laughs> you want to, you want to feel old. I was, I was listening to, um, it was just the girl from the click five in my office the other day <laughs> and my coworkers said, oh, I love oldies. Oldies. I love oldies. I, and I, I wanted to I wanted to punch him. Um, but anyways, yeah, that, that was a fun one. But uh yeah, no, we're we're seeing with the, the times as is we're becoming the older generation, the technology, I think it's still gonna have a means to try to keep us captivated based on the things that we mm -hmm. did enjoy. And that will be video games. And and for yeah. the artists, it's gonna be staying in touch with the communities. We're gonna have generations of I, I say content creators from our generation going into they're, they're 60s, 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. still probably producing content. And just think of what that's going to be like for then the future generations. W mm -hmm. What are they going to be doing based yeah. on, you know, what the technology is going to allow them to do, Chris? It's it's exciting stuff. And it's fascinating yeah. to see where we're going. And really, I, I, I'll ask this question as we, we wrap up. Do you see Twitch being maybe the free speech haven that libertarians, conservatives have been looking for in response to what's been happening with name name social media giant here because it, it seems like there really hasn't been an answer it is this could this be an answer interesting question i think it could be for sure um i mean there, there's definitely other platforms out there that are completely open to free speech right like like rumble and an odyssey and things like that but i don't think they have the the number of users and popularity yet of twitch right or maybe even clubhouse right i know you had just mirrors on the show who's really super big advocate of clubhouse that's that's happening live also right so it's it's really hard to censor something when it's happening live it's it's easier to censor when it's pre-recorded but i mean and i think clubhouse, clubhouse is nowhere near where twitch is yet so I think if you're going after a big platform that has millions of, if I was, what did I say, 15 million daily users on Twitch, Just that has wild. millions of users and lots of access to people, I think right now, yes, that could be the platform. Um, maybe like right now and for the next couple of years, we'll see where Twitch goes, you know, see what kind of decisions their, their leadership makes, but absolutely. And, you know, a cool thing too is I, I feel like, I mean, the millennials are, are a little split, right? But I feel like a lot of people in that are really excited and passionate about, about liberty right now, that are really like 
active in their communities. Like, I mean, it, it's not just the, the Mises Caucus. There's many, many others. But even in my groups here in Florida, like the, the Mises Caucus is way more involved when it comes to trying to change legislations, trying to you know, reach out to to state representatives. And most of the people that I see, at least there, are either millennials or Gen Z, which is exactly what you see on Twitch, right? What I say, it's 18 to 35 is, is most of the users on Twitch. So it's mostly millennials and Gen Z. So I feel like, yes, that is maybe the best platform right now for, for the liberty movement um, because YouTube's so heavily censored. And I mean, let's be honest, like Facebook, I mean, it's awesome that, that Jeremy's podcast did so well on, on Facebook. I But Facebook with that younger crowd is a dying breed. So it's almost like, like I don't care anymore like what, what Facebook is doing for, for censorship because nobody else cares about Facebook. Like my, my, my students, I survey my students every semester, 200 students. <laughs> I was just going to bring this up because this blew me away. Hit him with it. Zero percent use Facebook. Zero. What? Like, I mean, what? I mean, it's only a group of students in Orlando, right? And but still, like zero. When I was going Facebook. to college, like that was the th- like if you didn't have Facebook, like were you a person? And now zero yeah. percent use it. It's just it. It's just, I mean, it's, weird. it's just one sample size, right? And it's a sample size I used, but they're they're but, all but on still it's in- Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram, TikTok, um, still on YouTube, and then all the ones that are into into gaming or into into, into watching like music streamers, they're they're all on Twitch. It's wild. It's it's yeah. wild, Chris. Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> I know I I asked the question kind of tongue in cheek earlier, but like, where where are we going? Um, and I'm like, I don't know what like what's the next step? And I, and I know there's web, no answer. Web three point There's an answer think, for it. You think so? Web three point Okay. Yeah. Um, God, how's that going to be through our Neuralinks? Just going to connect. <laughs> just going to sync no, up every, every night. Just have our dreams connect. <laughs> it's it's the whole uh, decentralized world. So you know, it's it's blockchain technology. It's um, it's it's social media platforms. Oh, here I'm being a smartass. It's actually a thing. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 social media platforms and video platforms and everything else being built on blockchain and it being completely decentralized and being controlled by by the users and they're not being. They're a, terrified. A they're terrified of that. That this is why Elizabeth Warren. You know, people people are gonna die if we don't pass net <laughs> neutrality. Like, the, it, and I remember hearing this, and you know, I was just talking about this with uh, Brad Palumbo, and the the threats. The threats we're gonna have fourteen ninety nine for Twitter, seventeen ninety nine for Facebook, and if you don't, you know, if you don't pay a thousand dollars a month for your internet, you're gonna have you know four megs per second. It's it's like all these delusions of of building up, just it really is delusions. But like just the idea that you're gonna have a situation where it's always the worst case scenario, and the fallback's always you want somebody to die, right? Your yeah. policies are going to directly impact somebody dying. And, and like, I'm, I said this to Brad, I'm at a point where it's like, I think we're getting to the, the, the point where people are kind of like, no, no, I'm not. And and even if they were, they're gonna be like, no, I'm not. And that's terrifying because there might come a, t- a point where we need to be like, Hey, like your actions are, are definitely hurting somebody. You need to time out. And they're gonna be like, no, I'm not. I don't trust you. I don't trust mm-hmm. the experts. And like, there's a reason because once you, the trust is broken, you don't get it back. It's gone. Yeah. The institution, like it's, it's no longer got that, that thing that keeps it trusted because it's no longer trusted. And it's, yeah. again, it's not something you can get back. So anyways, Chris, we're, we're unfortunately hard pressed for time here. So anything you want to make sure that we, we did not bring up that the audience should take away from today's episode with uh, regards to Twitch. 
Well, maybe not so much in regards to Twitch, but like where the, the internet in the world's going, right? I mean, definitely, especially people in the Liberty world. I mean, I, I do see a lot of people in the Liberty world like adopting blockchain and cryptocurrency and NFTs, but we, we need to we need to be the leaders in that. Like we need to lead blockchain because it's everything we stand for. Um, you know, the only way to stop it is to literally shut off the internet. But once people like like Elon Musk and others start launching satellites into outer space, it is unstoppable. Yep. Because the more legislation gets passed to try to stop it, and the more countries try to ban it, the more cryptocurrency it gains value. I mean, look at cryptocurrency in the last two weeks. I mean, my, my account almost doubled in, in the last two weeks. And sure, there's always you know a correction, right? So it's, it's going to come back down. But the the people that have what they call the, the diamond hands, right? They're in it for the long haul. Uh, every time that correction happens, I, I, have, I have money ready for the correction. So the second the correction happens and it drops 10, 15, maybe 20%, which seems like insanely daunting, 20% of your, of your net worth dropping all of a sudden. I just put in an extra more money. It's like, sweet. Now I can get it at a discount for when it goes up again, right? Until I have enough in there to start buying houses. Um, but I, I think blockchain is where we need to be the leaders. And blockchain, NFTs, cryptocurrencies, the Liberty Movement needs to take charge of that, um, of those platforms. Chris Goizetta, we've missed you. It's so good to have you back. Professor of Marketing, <laughs> where can folks go ahead and obviously follow you if they want to go ahead and continue the conversation? Uh, making it with Chris G.com is my, my site. All my links to my socials are there. I think I took down, I, I know y'all probably miss me on, on Twitter or maybe, maybe it's just you, Brian, but I'm, I'm barely on Twitter anymore. And uh, it's, it's, it's pretty much just Instagram, YouTube, and might be Twitch. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe I'll convince Brian to start live streaming the podcast on Twitch with me, but maybe, maybe we'll start a Twitch show once I, once this new venture, uh, resolves itself and we figure out which direction i'm going and how my schedule lines up that'd be fun to do a, maybe a, a twitch show but uh anyways so but yeah making with com and then the brian nickel show.com uh, awesome and uh yeah folks if you're interested in uh in following me goodness please uh at b nichols liberty you can go ahead and follow me uh twitter facebook where the hell else am i everywhere else just search <laughs> at b nichols liberty you'll find me i promise uh with that being said folks thank you for joining us on our marketing monday coming up Tomorrow, yes, we're going to have our uh, past guest solo episode, so stand by for that. Uh, super excited. So with that being said, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you're not missing a single episode of The Brian Nichols Show. But with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here for the professor of marketing himself, Chris Goizetta. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Trust the experts. We're all in this together. If it saves one life. Raise your hand if you've heard any of those tiresome phrases over the past year and a half. I know my hand is currently raised. Millions of people across dozens of industries were labeled unessential and forced to lock down with livelihoods and futures crushed in an instant. And as government has continued to expand its power and leverage fear to turn neighbor against neighbor, a group of filmmakers have taken a stand and are determined to help set the record straight on the importance of following the action. 
actual science of the pandemic. Follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty from the Sound Mind Creative Group is a brand new docuseries highlighting the stories of those negatively impacted over the past year and a half by ineffective government policies enacted in the name of following the science. With noted experts like Nick Hudson from Panda, the Pandemic Data and Analytics Organization, healthcare policy advisors like Scott Atlas, and telling the stories of business owners, families, and just your average everyday person harmed by these government mandates. Follow the science on Lockdowns and Liberty is giving us a chance to make sure the true stories of the pandemic are told. So please help us at The Brian Nichols Show in supporting the Sound Mind Creative Group. With noted figures in the Liberty Movement like Dr. Tom Woods donating thousands of their own dollars to this project, you know just how important this project is. So head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science to donate and catch their brand new trailer to the docuseries one more time. That's briannicholsshow.com forward slash follow the science.